Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to go over your pool filtration system or pool filter. I'll go over some common mistakes that you can make with it, and I'll give you some suggestions if you're thinking about upgrading your current filter. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think the pool industry as a whole doesn't focus as much on the pool filter itself. A lot of times you're going to see a lot of promotions and, and ads and of course, everywhere where they're talking about upgrading your pump. pump The pump definitely is important to the system. The pump is kind of like the heart of your pool. If the pump's not working, of course, you're not going to have any kind of circulation. But at the same time, you can have all the circulation in the world with a great variable speed pump running you know, at three horsepower. But if you have a really bad filter, the pool is going to look terrible. So the filtration system is just as important I would say it's even more important, I think, than the pool pump. You can run, you know, a three-fourth horsepower single-speed pump with a really nice filter, and your pool would look really good. You just wouldn't be able to power, you know, your jacuzzi or a water feature with such a low horsepower. But to me, the filter is the main component of any pool. And one of the biggest things I see, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is having an undersized filter at their house. Now, Probably the whole state of Florida is in this category, but most of the time when you have a cartridge filter, it's too small, but the builder will look at the specs. And of course, you can't argue with the manufacturer's specifications. If it says that this pool filter is rated for, you know, 40,000 gallons or 50,000 gallons, it's probably true on paper in the lab or where they got the numbers from. But it's a lot like your gas mileage in your vehicle. I've never gotten the mileage stated on the sticker for my Honda Ridgeline. And it's possible I drive too fast or I accelerate too much. I don't brake at the right time. And that's why the mileage is not going to match. And the same thing goes for the pool filter. The specs definitely don't equate filtration on a realistic level at a pool. I'll give you a good example of this. I took over this pool several years ago. It was an in-ground fiberglass pool. There's not too many of these here, but they dropped the shell in with a crane from the front yard. I guess in some areas they use helicopters. And then the builder put the equipment in to go with this pool. Now, this is a pretty good-sized fiberglass pool. It's about, it was about 15,000, 16,000 gallons of water. And there was a 100-square-foot cartridge filter installed. And this thing just didn't cut it for this pool, especially in California where we get a lot of, you know, wind and dirt gets in the pool and it just was not effective. So I replaced it with a quad four type cartridge filter, 400 square feet. And it just wasn't the same pool the week after. I mean, the flow was tremendous. The quality of the water quality was amazing. 
You could never clear up or get totally clear with that single cartridge filter with people using it and just with the regular, you know, elements in, the, in of nature affecting the pool. But with the larger cartridge filter, it just looks spectacular. So the number one mistake that you can make and it's often made by builders, especially older pools, they have, they're notorious for putting in really small filters with a large pool. And the best thing you can do at that point is to get that filter, cut it out, and put a larger filter in its place. So that's one big mistake that a lot of people make when they go to upgrade their filter. They may go for a filter the same size, or it may be really confusing of how to size a filter if you're going to go from DE the cartridge or if you're going from sand the cartridge and it's really not rocket science i would just suggest putting in at least a 450 square foot cartridge filter or a 520 or 600 square foot whatever you can afford but at least 400 square feet of cartridge filtration is going to really change the dynamics of your pool if you have a 40 square foot d filter and you go to a 450 square foot cartridge filter you're going to see amazing results, especially if you're going from an even smaller cartridge filter, maybe a 100 or 150 square foot cartridge filter, and you go with a quad four, 450 square foot cartridge filter, you'll see a tremendous improvement in the water quality and circulation right away. Another problem that we run into all the time out there, especially when you're getting a new account, is the fact that the filter has not been cleaned nearly as often as it needs to have been cleaned or it's been a long time since the last cleaning. So I'll often ask some diagnostic questions when I'm doing a bid and I'll ask the customer, you know, when was the last time you cleaned the filter? And they may say something like, well, I don't know, a few months ago, or I can't remember the last time it was cleaned. That's pretty much an indication that the filter hasn't been cleaned probably in about a year, which is not uncommon. I've taken over pools where I've opened up the filter and it just looked like it hasn't been cleaned in like three years. So this it's typical. It's one of those things where a lot of people that are taking care of their own pools or sometimes there's pool service companies out there that don't really clean the filter as often as they should and the filters don't look that great when you take over. So it's not uncommon to take off the lid of the filter and find that it hasn't been cleaned for over six months at least, sometimes even a year. And that's why a lot of times when you take over a new account, it's really important that the first thing you do is clean that filter. There may be some easy signs that, you know, the filters need to be cleaned. There might be algae in the pool, or you may have no suction at all in the skimmer. A good indication that that filter really needs to be cleaned. I remember one time I had a group member call me, and he was trying to troubleshoot this pool, and he tried everything he could to figure out why this pool wasn't circulating. And I forgot to ask him at the beginning, and I probably should have. I just assumed that he took the filter apart and cleaned it. But then I just told him, well, why do you, have you done the filter yet? And he's like, no, I haven't done the filter yet. And that should have been the first thing he did at that stop. So when he went to go clean the filter, he realized that the cartridge in there, the cartridge that was in the filter, this is a single cartridge filter, he's in Florida, that the cartridge just looked like it was, you know, 10 years old in there. So he replaced the cartridge and that pool definitely improved tremendously. It actually had suction. And that's another thing that this leads into besides cleaning the filter often or not cleaning it enough, I should say, not replacing the cartridges or the DE grids when you need to also causes a lot of problems with your pool. The filter elements, as we call them, don't last forever. Cartridges wear out a lot sooner, usually the DE grids 
and replacing them is something that you need to do. Sometimes you may be a new homeowner and you just get to the pool or if you're new to the industry, you can't tell which filters, what type. And a good way to tell which filter is a cartridge filter and which filter is a D filter. Now this doesn't work every time, but it works most of the time is that most D filters will have a backwash valve in front of it, either a piston type backwash or multi-port, whereas a cartridge filter will not have a backwash valve in front of it because you can't backwash a cartridge filter. So an easy way to tell what filter you're dealing with right away without having to look at labels that are illegible is just to see if there's a backwash valve there. Now if there's a backwash valve there, that means that you're dealing with a DE diatomaceous earth filter, and they usually have grids inside, although there are some quad-type cartridge, DE-type cartridge filters, but those are a little bit different. Most of them will have grids inside, and that's a DE filter. And then the grids wear out just like the cartridges and the cartridge filter wear out, and so you have to replace those often. I usually replace the cartridges and the cartridge filter. If you're dealing with a quad-type cartridge filter, every three years, so essentially, after cleaning that cartridge filter six times, I do the cartridge filters twice a year. And if you do it more often, I think you may get more life out of it. You may not. In my service area, the quad-type cartridge filters, usually they're 320 square feet or, or more as far as the filtration area. So cleaning them every six months is what we do. So after six cleanings, basically, you're going to replace those cartridges. And it's really nice to have a consistent number of years so your customer knows already that at the three-year mark the cartridges are going to be replaced now if you take over a pool you're not sure how old the cartridges are i would probably do one cleaning and then i would replace those cartridges if they look older you can kind of tell if they're getting old by the bands on them or the pleats the pleats are opening up or if the top starts to get cracks on them then they're getting pretty old or they may be pretty old already now, if you take off the top of the filter and you have the manufacturer cartridges inside there, chances are that the cartridges are probably four or five years old or older because most people don't buy the manufacturer cartridges once the old ones wear out. There's so many off-brand manufacturers of these cartridges that there's really no need to get the manufactured ones back in there. You have, you know, Pleatco, Unicell, Filber, plus another, a bunch of other generic ones that are out there. And really, we don't really buy Pentair cartridges to put them back in the Pentair filter or Hayward cartridges to put them back in the cartridge filter. So if you take apart a Hay Hayward cartridge filter and you see that the grids, the uh, cartridges are, are from Hayward, they have the Hayward logo on top, then chances are that's a pretty old cartridge filter that's in that filter. If you have a single cartridge filter or a single bullet filter, as we call them, you may get a year out of that single bullet cartridge. You're going to be cleaning it probably once a month. But I would say eight months to a year would be the maximum for that single cartridge filter. And then you want to change that out. You can tell when the filter elements are going bad in a cartridge filter, at least for a single bullet cartridge filter. The PSI usually is pretty low. And if that cartridge filter is going bad, it's going to go up to like 25 or 30 and if you clean it and you put it back in and then it goes down to 15 PSI, this is the pressure gauge on top. If that needle's at 15 and you get, go back to a week later and it's at 25 already, chances are that just that cartridge filter material is just not holding up and you need a new cartridge filter at that point. Now for the four quad type cartridge filter, 
the pressure gauge or the PSI in the gauge is not a good indicator of when that filter is getting dirty or when the cartridges are wearing out because with the with the amount of square footage that's in that filter, the PSI doesn't move much at all. So when you clean it, it may be at 20 PSI. You may be going for about six months in that PSI, the gauge on there, it's not changing from 20 to 30. It's just going to stay about 20. So you don't know how dirty that cartridge filter is till you take it apart and hose it off. So the gauge indication or the PSI on the gauge is great for a single cartridge filter to know if that filter is going bad or the actual cartridge is going bad, but not so great with the four type cartridge filters. And that's why I stick with that three-year mark. That way I know I'm getting a new cartridge. I'm getting new cartridges every three years. Because you can't really rely on the pressure gauge in a situation with that kind of filter. How do you know when to replace the diatomaceous earth filter or D filter grids? It's pretty similar to the single cartridge filter where the PSI will raise rapidly if the filter elements are going bad. So if you have a D filter and you don't know how old the grids are, if you clean it and then you put it back together, charge it with the right amount of DE, which is important to add the right amount of diatomaceous earth back into the filter, and then two weeks later, you notice that the pressure gauge when it was clean was at 20, and you're already at 28 or 30, and you, you can backwash that filter if you want, and then you know recharge a little bit with DE and see if that fixed it. But chances are, if the pressure goes up pretty rapidly within you know two or three weeks of you cleaning it, that means that those grids are compromised. They're just not letting flow the water flow through with the diatomaceous earth coating it because the material itself is just worn out. And that's why the pressure is going higher because you're getting poor flow through that filter. Then you would replace all eight grids in there. I suggest replacing all eight grids at the same time. And I think that's something that should be done on a regular basis every about every three to four years with diatomaceous earth grids as well. If you go past the four-year mark, chances are you're going to get some grids to start to tear. And then you'll have DE leaking into the pool so for me, I like replacing all eight grids at the same time. Now, if you have an FNS Plus type filter from Pentair or a Hayward or Jandy DE filter or waterway filter, there's a partial grid in there. That partial grid is designed so that you can get all the grids back in there with the stem pipe area because if you have the full-size grid there, there's no way to put all eight grids in there in that circular pattern. And so the small partial grid tends to be the weakest of all the grids in there. Of course, because it's smaller, there's a lot of water pressure. And so I always carry extra partial grids with me because invariably, before the four-year mark, that partial grid will develop a hole in there and you have to replace it. So having extra partial grids, depending on the size, you want to carry the ones that match your filters on your route. But that partial grid is really important because to me, that's the one that always seems compromised whenever you're cleaning the filter and realize that diatomaceous earth is getting back in there once you put it back together. So replace that partial grid when necessary. And that seems to be, again, the weak link for those type of filters. Now what about the quad type D filters? Now these are D filters that have cartridges in them, just like, almost like cartridge filters, but the material is more like the grid material in a D filter. What do you do with the quad D filters? How do you know when the lifespan is over? They usually don't tear and they usually don't leak DE back into the pool, but then they start getting really ugly. The bands start to break, the pleats separate and get larger. 
Sometimes you're going to see giant openings in the pleat area. The pleats are the area in between. Well, it's hard to describe it, but you know, the pleats are, if you look at a cartridge filter, you're going to have these ridges and inside those ridges is the surface area where the cartridge filter actually picks up the dirt. When you clean a cartridge filter, all the dirt's not on the outside, it's actually on the inside. Pleats is what we call them of the cartridges. Same with these Quad-D filters. You'll see them separate pretty widely when they start to wear out. And then you may see some cracks on the top of those cartridges. So definitely when you have cracks on top or when it starts to look really ugly where the bands are gone and everything's spreading out, you're not going to get really good filtration square footage once that happens. And so you want to replace those quad DE type cartridges once you see those kind of symptoms because the square footage really is when they're close together, the bands are tight, and you're getting all that square footage of that filter. So if you had a 100 square foot quad D filter, but you had all the bands broken and all the pleats were kind of pushed back and opened up, you're not going to get 100 square feet of filtration out of those cartridges at that point. So just keep that in mind that when they start looking ugly, that's when you have to change those grids out. Now, if you have a sand filter, you can also make quite a few mistakes with the sand filter. I think one of the biggest mistakes you can make is backwashing the sand filter too much. Now, a lot of people are under the impression where this rule of thumb came from, I don't know. And I've heard this from a lot of sources, is that you should backwash your sand filter every week. A lot of times the pool tech will be under a kind of guidance or a misguidance to backwash that filter after he's done servicing that pool each week. And over backwashing actually creates a big problem for the sand filter because the sand filter really only needs to be backwashed when the PSI or the pressure on the gauge indicates you need to backwash it. What I mean by that is that normally, let's say that you just had your sand filter and you just backwash it. So you're running on a clean sand filter and the PSI on the gauge on top is at 20, the arrow is pointing at 20, and you don't need to backwash that sand filter if the pressure gauge arrow is at 20 until the arrow is pointing at 30 PSI, which is 10 PSI above the clean PSI of that filter. If you backwash it every week, it's never going to get to the 30 PSI mark unless you have a problem with your filter, and basically you're overdoing it, and the sand filter works better when there's some dirt in there. And I think you would, you're doing a disservice to yourself and to the pool by backwashing it every week. So only backwash the sand filter when the PSI gets to 30. Then you want to backwash it for a couple minutes. And then the PSI should drop back down to 20 at that point when you're done. And I think it's important to not overdo it with the sand filter and or to underdo it. So another problem you run into with sand filters is that the customer or the pre previous pool company never backwashed that sand filter. And sometimes it may not seem like it's necessary because, you know, the pool has pretty good flow. And a lot of times people just don't get around to backwashing it for whatever reason. But if you go six months to a year without backwashing that sand filter, I can almost guarantee you the sand inside there is going to be like a brick. And then when you go to backwash it after six months or a year or eight months, Nothing's going to happen. There's not going to be any dirt coming out of the backwash when you do it because all of it's been kind of compacted onto the sand itself and it just turned that sand into like a solid piece of cement. And backwashing does help keep the sand kind of loose and pliable. 
And so by not backwashing for six months, eight months, or a year with your sand filter, you're really going to cause a lot of problems with the sand. And, and usually you have to change the sand out at that point because of that problem. So sand filters need to be backwashed, but not every week, only when the PSI goes up by 10. And you can't not not backwash a sand filter as often as it needs to be backwashed. I think sometimes backwashing a D filter can be overdone as well. I try to use this rule here, and I've, I created it for myself, but you can use this also, that I only want to backwash a DE filter two times before I take it apart and clean it. So if I do my DE filters every six months, I don't want to be backwashing it more than twice before I take it apart and clean it. And the reason why I created this rule for myself is because if you keep backwashing a DE filter and recharging it with some DE, you'll find that it's really ineffective at some point. If you take the filter apart, you're going to see a lot of grids that have, you know, tons of DE. Some grids will have hardly any because that really is not an effective way to clean the DE filter. In my opinion, backwashing is there just to help you to get through that six month period. And then you have to clean that filter. Now, some areas you may have to clean that DE filter every four months and you may reach that two backwashing rule before then. But I find that if I'm backwashing a DE filter three, four, five times, then it's really not really making this filter clean or effective. And the PSI tends to go up more rapidly as it, as it, getting close, as it gets close to that six-month mark. So the least backwashing you can do in between cleaning, in my opinion, makes that filter more effective. Now, of course, if the PSI goes is up to 30 and you need to backwash it three times that before the cleaning, you can get away and do that. But in most cases, I'll just take that filter apart and clean it at that point because I find that backwashing a D filter, you know, if you do it once every month or something like that, it just makes it ineffective over the long run, at least in my service area. Every area is a little bit different, but over backwashing a D filter and recharging it doesn't really help as much as taking it apart, hosing it off and cleaning it. It's already with a fresh filter. The bottom line is that your pool filtration is really important. There's a lot of mistakes you can make. It's more than just runtime. It's more than just having a good pump working. It's really having an effective filter. You know, the filter is clean. The elements are effective. The sand filter is not being backwashed too often. All of these are factors that are going to make the water quality really good for your pool. And all of these factors also make the water quality really bad for a lot of pools. And you're struggling all summer to try to keep the algae out or keep the pool from getting cloudy. And mainly it's because there's something wrong with the filter. It's either dirty or the elements are old or there's something that has compromised the sand in a sand filter. Looking for other podcasts I've recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingpoollearning.com. On the banner, click on the podcast icon. That'll take you to a drop-down menu of other podcasts that I have there. And if you're interested in the coaching program that I offer, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a great rest of your week, and God bless. Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at getskimmer backslash poolguy. Again, that's getskimmer backslash poolguy. Skimmer, everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app.